Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. And welcome to Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hey, girl. How's it going over there? Well, I think uh, I think <laughs> we should sing ourselves happy birthday. <laughs> yes, I do, too. So let's do it. Estas son las la mañanitas que cantaba el rey, el rey David. David. Oh, I, I, I know it. I was, wait, I was waiting for you so I could <laughs> harmonize with it. I forgot. It. A las muchachas bonitas se las cantamos a ti. Nice. <laughs> it's our one year anniversary. We did it. Holy shit. Our first, our very first episode came out on October 5th of 2020. Yeah. And this one, you just told me, will come out on October 4th. Correct. Of 2021. A whole year. A whole year. And uh, I picked a foolish ass movie, not knowing that it was that it was our one year anniversary, but whatever. This <laughs> happened cool. this happened when I picked Lost Platoon. Lost Platoon for fiftieth episode. And yeah. we just pick I guess it's it's gonna become tradition that we're just gonna pick a garbage movie for every fucking Well, but this is the thing. I didn't realize this. You know, Lost Platoon, which was quote unquote a Nicaraguan film slash not right. whatsoever, which is where we reconnected in our friendship. However, the movie that we're talking about today takes place in Brazil, which is yeah. where we for real first met as we babies yes. so yes it feels right but before we get there how are you i'm good <laughs> you i just came back from a week in miami you look great your hair is up and fresh and curly Thank just around framing your face you've got nice color in your cheeks yeah you look you look refreshed i had a lovely time i saw my friend jenna i hey, jenna. saw the sea i was worried that it was gonna rain the entire time it did rain a bunch but on my last day it was fucking sun shining i got stung by a jellyfish like oh. a lot of a lot of stuff happened let's just count getting stung by a jellyfish as like a good luck thing like getting shit on by a bird or yeah something like i think that. Uh, i luck. i felt very at one with the sea i was like oh yeah <laughs> the creatures they come to me and uh, they, they want know. to embrace my legs with their tentacles <laughs> Yes. Was it but your leg? Poisonous. Yes, my fucking <laughs> leg, dude. It hurt so bad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be laughing at that. No, that I was I laughing too. Been so. I just would have just raced out of the water I, like that's a maniac. What, that's what I did. I, that's a lie. I genuinely was like, this is how light it was. I was like, was this a jellyfish thing? Yo pensé que tal vez me aruñé. Mm -hmm. And then I looked and I was like, nah, dude. I think this is. These are legit tentacle marks on my leg. Wow. Yeah. Um, I would have been like, Jenna, drop your trousers and pee on my leg. Because <laughs> doesn't that take away the uh, It's supposed to. The sting or whatever? Pero yo te voy a decir algo. Uh -huh. Maybe everybody's a pussy and I'm a badass bitch because it hurt, <laughs> pero not as much where I was like, you need to pee on me. Like, I mean, no me, no me dolió así. It, <laughs> I could fucking handle it, but... well. I'm here to tell you something that I think you probably already know. You are a badass bitch. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, welcome back. Thank you. Speaking of things in the in, in the water, water, not in the ocean in this movie, however, uh, no, in water, I don't, they're not they're not ocean fish. Yeah. So this does take place at like a dam, reservoir, lake area. It's a lake. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about this movie. Let's <laughs> go to Brazil with the movie that I picked for this week. It is called Killer Fish. Yeah. However, also known as Piranhas Assassinas. Si. What is it in Portuguese? Piranhas Assassinas. <laughs> Assassinas. Yeah. Also, apparently, a working title for this film was The Naked Sun. S-U-N, as in like above us, the sun. That has nothing to do nothing. with anything. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what? Not at no, all. Not a thing. Okay, so this movie, it was filmed in Brazil. However, Angra dos Reis. Angra dos Reis. It, yeah. it is an Italy, France, Brazil joint venture. It was released in 1979. So get ready for these 70s fashions, everybody. <laughs> uh, how about a little synopsis from you? Of course. Killer fish. Jewel thief. Thieves attempt to recover treasure from piranha-infested waters. Mistrust and betrayals happen amongst the gang in the quest for gold. First of all, not gold. No, no. <laughs> like diamonds and emeralds. Diamonds emeralds and, and shit. emeralds. Yeah. yeah like that's what the jewels. Jewels and gems. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely not gold whatsoever. All right. Are you ready to go to <laughs> Brazil with me? <laughs> I sure am. All right. Here we go. Killer Fish, 1979. Oh, fuck. Who directed this film? I did oh, not I'll write tell that you. Down. I'll tell Shit. you. Uh, Would you mind just doing written and directed by? I'm so sorry. <laughs> this movie was written by Michael Rogers and directed by Antonio Margheriti. Fabulous. I'm terrible at my job. Thank you, Eileen. <laughs> okay. I just happened to have IMDb open because of the fucking synopsis. Thank you for coming in. All right. So here we go. We open at a lakefront hotel in Brazil. It looks like the beach to me. Pero, you know, it, it, there is a beach, but it is a it's lake. lake. So we open at this lakefront hotel in Brazil with fabulous, funky 70s music. So fun. And there is a backgammon game being played by this handsome man named Paul. I wrote, what game is this? Uh, Throughout this movie, I was like, I don't know what game this is. The only reason I know this is because my parents used to play this all the time when I was a kid, which makes sense because I guess this was a very 70s, 80s epoca kind of game. So me growing up in the 80s, my parents were a about it. Wow. So they're playing backgammon, which I have How? absolutely no idea. Well, yo, yo estaba viendo, yo dije, what's going on, Howard? What? It looks pretty. It's I'm a like, beautiful oh, set. I love your like your your um like your emerald. green colored dye. Yes. Ooh, they're gorgeous. Beautiful. I want to play this game, but, but I, I was like, no que, fucking How? Cool. There's pyramids and there's circles. There's tiles. No idea. No I'm a, no I guess we're gonna have to ask my parents to explain it to us. So this fabulous backgammon game is being played by Paul Very handsome. and Luis, who is, I believe, the owner of this hotel. Or at least like manager. Manager. He's like, he's like top dog in this hotel. Yes. They're playing this game and Paul keeps checking his pocket watch. So clearly he's like distraído. Something's happening. We then cut to a group of four people dressed in black cutting through a chain link fence. So this is Lasky, who is fucking um, Lee Majors. Lee Majors, Kate, who is motherfucking Karen Black. Okay, okay, Hello. Perate, before uh-huh. we keep going, yes. when you were like, hey, we're doing fucking killer fish, when you sent me that text, you're like, yes. 
And I looked up and I looked it up and I was like, oh, Lee Majors. And then you texted back, Karen Black. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling I should know who this person is. Who is this person? Oh, well, she is. I will get into her more with trivia because I was like, it's like she is, I would say, horror royalty. So I definitely like looked after I, you were like, oh, my God. I was like, OK, yeah. I should probably know. And I looked up her <laughs> stuff and I was like. I don't really know any of this. Well, because so she is... I'm excited for trivia to find out. She is like an earlier epoca, I, I guess I could uh-huh. say. Pero I, I'd say like, because you consider... I mean, I'd say your past, what you described in Uy Que Horror as... What did you call yourself? Like a pre-teen scream queen? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say you're past <laughs> that now. Pero I think so too. Karen Black. Early adulthood. Early... <laughs> Yes, early adult scream queen, um, <laughs> horror queen. But I, Karen Black is like, she is just royalty when it comes to horror. Her face looked very familiar, but I couldn't yeah. tell you from what. And what a face. What a Fate, striking what a face. Oh face. my gosh. I mean, this woman, so striking. So, okay. <laughs> we're, cuddl- we're cuddling. That's, we're cuddling. <laughs> oh my God. I'm literally... Two sentences into my notes. Okay. We are cutting through a chain link fence. This is Lasky, fucking Lee Majors, Kate, who is Karen Black, and then Warren and Lloyd, who are brothers. So these four are sneaking into what seems to be like a power plant or like a mining operation. But also their black like secret clothes are the most fashionable. They're like fabulous. It's like shiny leather. It's not even like muted leather. It's fucking plasticky looking leather lapels for days. Like we're talking about like fabulous turtlenecks. Karen or Kate. Yeah. She's like cinched at the waist. Yeah. Like they look. They are are about to do a fucking haul. Halston goddamn yeah. fucking <laughs> fashion show yeah while they're steal while they're like uh, thieving this fucking power plant they break into this power plant mining operation they set off a bomb in part of the plant as a distraction which sends all these workers scrambling and running and then they put on gas masks and fully zip line through this power plant and sneak into a vault room with a safe in it. This movie has so many goddamn explosions in it. Oh my god. And this first cold open of this movie where they're literally, ex- it's like almost like somebody said oh, is this area about to like be, what is it called when you demolished? Where you're about to demolish this fucking plant because they're like, yeah. please explode it Blow for us. Blow it up, which they do. And it's like the idea I got here off the top is like, this is an action movie. Yeah. So we're going to blow shit up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? All the things. And so it's just people running in front of screens <laughs> of shit blowing up, yeah, basically, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it is. So they're in this vault with the safe. One of the guys is able to, you know, open the safe. And inside they find all these diamonds and emeralds and gems, which they steal. So they get out of there as security comes in to find that all. All these gems have been stolen. And then cue that amazing 70s music again as these four are are making their escape, basically. So they make it through the hole in the chain link fence where this handsome guy, Hans, I believe is his name. Wow, okay. Who... He's the driver. He um he's there for the pickup in a combi right outside the chain down, link fence. Combi, combi. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking combi, Dude. which I guess what a van, like a. It's a Volkswagen, Volkswagen 
Yeah. Volkswagen, 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 <laughs> whatever. It's one of those like classic Volkswagen fucking mystery machine style fucking cars. Think Scooby Doo. Totally. Scooby Doo esque. But in Brazil, everyone called them combis. I don't. I don't know if the if that's the actual like title of that no style say. of car. Like for example, the Beetle in Brazil was called Fusca. Was it called Fusquinha. Oh. And so I don't know if maybe it was just a. <laughs> Brazil a Brazilian for thing. Combi, yeah. Well, whenever I see this, God, I love them. Oh my God, we had a combi when we were kids. Well, I didn't have it, but my parents had a combi, a white combi, and Amazing. we would road trip around Brazil in this combi. And I would always be tossed in the back on top of the suitcases, which I fucking loved. It's the best because I was the Dude, smallest. See, oh my especially gosh, especially in Latin America, laws in on roads. <laughs> what are they? No avian, no avian. I was not. Straight Strapped down whatsoever. In Nicaragua, like, constantly, no. <laughs> like, not even in a combi, they, you'd be like, a pickup truck down the freeway. Brother, vos estás sentado en la parte de atrás in that fucking, what is it called in the pickup, in the, in the uh, bed? The, like, yeah, the, the, the bed of the truck, And you're I guess. just going down the freeway, nary a thing to hold on to, and you're like, I'm living my yeah. life, bro. But honestly, some of my best memories of living in Brazil were road tripping around with my family in that combi. So oh fun. my god, I will never forget. So here's Hans with this blue combi. He picks up the thieves, off they go, and we see a chopper sets off and, and starts to chase them. But the combi makes it to a dam where the four thieves get out and Hans, the driver, drives off. So the thieves head down to the like to the lake area near the base of the dam where they attach a little yellow floaty device thing to the box with all the gems in it. They throw that into the water, which they will retrieve later mm. and off they go. Meanwhile, Hans the combi driver sets a timer on a bomb as the chopper gets closer and closer and right before the bomb goes off, he throws himself out of the combi and it blows up. So Hans looks hurt, but he's fine. So he runs off through the brush. Yeah. Somehow, Hans, the driver, has made it back through the jungle to this beachfront hotel. So it seems that the dam and the hotel are not too far are away. Very far like, apart, it would be yeah. a significant walk, but you could do it. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, so back at the hotel, Paul is enjoying a lovely hotel breakfast. This looked so lovely. When this military-looking guy comes in, and this is the captain. This outfit. It's a head-to-toe jumpsuit of, like, I'm going to say taupe. Mm -hmm. Obvious military, maybe, like, or police influence. Sure. But full jumpsuit, lapel, a tiny belt down the... I was like, this, this is a unisex outfit. I would wear this because it would... <laughs> look fabulous if I like tighten it around yeah, my waist. Yeah, cinch it up a bit. And yeah. then the, la, los pantalones had a bell on it. Like I was like, this is a fabulous look. Every pant in this movie has a bell at the bottom. Every Just pant. Everybody's ring-a-dinging everywhere. Or it's a cinched at the ankle flowy harem-y pant for the women. Yes. That... Yes. <laughs> It's just it's fabulous. Fabulous. So the Capitan comes in and he tells us about the robbery at the mine and how the thieves got off with the reserve collection and they knew where to find it. So this was an inside job. So the Capitan says to Paul, you're lucky that you quit working at the mining operation when you did. And it's like, mm. hmm, okay. Yeah. Paul used to work there. And also just very quickly, when Paul leaves, Luis, the manager, turns to the captain and he's like, take it easy 
on that dude because he had a heart attack not too long ago. So apparently Paul recently suffered a heart attack. Also, the ADR situation in this film is pretty bonkers. I mean, I can't confirm this, but I at first was like, Luis is obviously a Hispanic actor. Mm. But then when I paid attention, I was like, oh no, his voice is just really ADR'd. So I think they ADR'd a bunch of like the Brazilian people with Hispanic people saying the stuff in Portuguese because uh-huh. later on I saw that the actor who plays Luis is a Brazilian actor and I was like uh, Hollywood in general is very sloppy and very lazy when it comes to Brazilians they're like who cares let's make Javier Bardem a fucking Brazilian person and it's like really eat pray love like you couldn't have found an actual Brazilian person that says eu gosto de viajar para Italia like get the fuck out of here it like, does it's very with I'd say with Portuguese it it has gotten or it has been very like wishy-washy it's like it's fine it's close enough it's to Spanish same. it'll, it'll be la fine and it's cosa. like no, no it ain't it is not I didn't notice that about his ADR here though but I'm glad that you found out that the actor actually is Brazilian. Yeah. So we cut to Paul's lovely beachfront house, lakefront house, with Kate and the other jewel thieves. So shocker, Paul is involved with this heist. And it also seems that Paul and Kate are involved, like they're romantically linked. Romance. Everybody's drinking champagne, they're celebrating, and Lasky, Lee Majors, says, Well, Paul, you used to work for the company, so what's the procedure for stolen goods? How long will the search take? How long do we have to wait till we can retrieve the jewels from the lake? And Kate's like, let's not get impatient. We've worked really, really hard on this, so let's give this whole thing 60 days, and then we can go retrieve all those jewels. And then one of the thieves, one of the brothers, Warren? I have no idea who it is. Girl. Warren and Lloyd, to me, were interchangeable. Agreed. D- Tweedledee so, and Tweedledum. Who, whatever. They look great in their short shorts oh and 70s God, shirts. The but short I was like, shorts. who are you? I mean, I would rock these fucking outfits, but I could not. I was like, I don't know. I don't really care. Y también eran like, they could have been like a stand-in for Sylvester Stallone. Like, they both had like Italian ass. With all due respect, <laughs> yes, 100%. They're like, hey, I'm fucking walking over yeah. here. Like, oh, let's go do this. I'm trying to get these fucking diamonds. I, was I like, think okay. what I saw on IMDb is that there's like possibly light mafia insinuation here sure. between these two brothers. But honestly, who fucking cares? So one of them, Warren, comes up and he's like, no, I'm not waiting 60 days. And Kate's like, just go to Rio. Enjoy yourselves and we'll send for you when the time is right. So Warren's like, no, I don't trust you. And Lasky fully smacks Warren and he goes goes flying. And he's like, it's 60 days, bitch. So just everybody calm down. Brazil, dude. Like, honestly, 60 days in this fucking amazing lake house that is like, I would be happy to fucking hang out here for 60 days. Or you're telling me I can go to Rio and chill there Uh. for 60 days? Uh, goodbye. Bye. I'll see you in 60 days. Goodbye. I mean, I get it. Like, we're all thieves. We don't trust each other. Pero whatever. Just go. So, salud. It's agreed. 60 days. We then cut to a small plane landing amidst these 
beautiful rolling hills, which seems to actually, which seems to be like right by the hotel. Almost like this hotel has its own landing strip, I guess, for like Maybe. private customers. Out of the plane comes this pretty blonde lady. Her oh name God. is Gabrielle, not Gabrielle, Gabrielle. The people coming at these, this plane is a clown car. This clown car, car. yeah. <laughs> So out comes Gabrielle. She's this tall, gorgeous, blonde lady. Margot Hemingway. Margot Hemingway. This big, sassy, gay man. I, or I'm so sorry, not gay. He is bisexual. Okay. His name is Ollie. Okay. And um, to for me, I was like arachnophobia. Have you seen arachnophobia? No, for me, it was Golden Girls. Which one was he in Golden Girls? I cannot recall, but he definitely was in Golden Girls. Amazing. Was I okay. crazy or did I hear her say like, oh, this is going to be the best honeymoon ever? I thought she... She was married to this man for a brief moment. I don't like. I think they're supposed to be the comedic relief. Like they are. She and Ollie, especially, and also the assistant who we'll meet in just a moment. They're like spout, spouting off sassy, funny lines all the time. I could not. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. Me neither. I have no clue. Yeah. I don't think this is their honeymoon though. Like it's I, clearly I mean, I not. Out, I literally wrote down uh, <laughs> this congratulations woman is to this gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they all start coming out of this clown car, a.k.a. this plane. It's Gabrielle, big, sassy, bisexual Ollie, his assistant, slash maybe lover? I don't know. That, that slim twink who gets out of the plane. <laughs> and then this fabulous brunette uh, with the most questionable eyebrows I've ever eyebrows. seen. eyebrows. Jesus, She's Mary. gorgeous. Her name is Anne. And then finally, the pilot, who is this blonde man who named Tom, who <laughs> is Portuguese. He says, he's like calling a portero, and he's like, Venha aqua. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so cut to the hotel. Anne shows up to check in her crew at the front desk of the lobby where uh, Luis, the owner or hotel manager, is there. And he's also with this dude dressed in, I think, what is also like captain gear or like military gear. His name is Max. So Anne starts to have a conversation with this dude, Max, who seems to be, I'm going to say he's like a guide. She basically explains here she's like she has flown this crew to Brazil for a fashion shoot and she's very business. She's like, Shall we talk dollars or cruzeiros to Max? Which and we're I like, was like, Wow, cruzeiros. I haven't heard that in a really forever. long time. Ever. Yeah. What that is it is called not now? The money anymore. Hey, eyes. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then Gabriel, Ollie, and his assistant walk into the hotel and Gabriel bumps into Lasky and clearly there seems to be an immediate attraction yeah. between these two. Meanwhile, the brothers uh, Warren and Lloyd are leaving for Rio and Lasky is seeing them off. And these two brothers could not be more 70s right now. Like one of them, I don't know which, he's wearing a yellow suit, be bell-bottom suit yes. with like a black collared shirt where the collar, like it is so, he could fly away right now. Yeah. This man could fly into the air right now. But I want... Yep. This suit. It's fabulous. Now. So <laughs> it's fabulous. So basically, the brothers are going to Rio. One of them straight up says, When we start to boogie tonight, that plastic Jesus up on the hill is going to have to turn his back. Oh boy. Oh boy. And then the other so <laughs> one says to Lee Majors, I'll put some of those karaoke ladies on ice for you. Please don't. That sounds... Karaoke. Karaoke. Like, I thought, I thought he was saying karaoke for a second. I was oh, like, no. oh, he's trying to say karaoke. No. Uh. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel so bad for those ladies. But then at one point, one of these brothers, I don't know which, turns to Lasky and it says, hey, keep your eyes on Kate and Paul because they're rookies. I don't trust them. And they drive off. Meanwhile, Kate and Hans, the driver, are on the beach in front of Paul's house, and she's like, Hans, go off, take a jog for 30 minutes. I'm just gonna say, like, I'm confused by her relationship with Hans here, and what I think it is, I think the reason I'm confused is because I feel like this movie tried to throw in, like, five different love triangles, and this happens to be one right here between Kate and Hans and Paul, who's in the house. I'm gonna be honest and say... Too many of these men looked alike. The pilot, the guide guy, Max, and then also that other guy, Tom, and then everybody, I was like, who who are you? And then the brothers, obviously, I was like, Tweedledee D and Dumb. I'm like, I, I don't know who you, who are oh you? That's why I keep saying Hans the Driver or like Lasky Lee Majors because it's demasiado. Okay, so there seems to be like flirtation between Kate and Hans the Driver, but he goes off for a jog and then she goes into the house and tries to seduce Paul but then Paul even seems to be like oh I, I he starts to suggest that Kate is into Lasky Lee Majors they tried to make it too sexy for everybody and it's like can we and just focus sexy. on no not at all but I, you're right they try to go for that anyway so Kate and Paul start to smooch before they smooch she comes over to him and she's taking his pants off and he's like oh you weren't planning on whatever and she says uh, making love is supposed to be good because he's concerned about his about heart, his heart. Yeah. and uh, she's like no and the, on the contrary making love is supposed to be fantastic for the circulation or whatever the fuck it is that she says why is why is <laughs> Why does everybody sound like that in this movie? Dude, I mean, no, lovemaking is perfectly. <laughs> that's what we want to do for our bodies. Everybody, a, why there, is it 1920s? <laughs> and they're 1920s, and maybe in an area of England that is not doing too well. And so, like, you're just like, yeah. what? Also, can we just <laughs> all agree if you want to f- have sex, just never come up to me and be like, "How about some lovemaking?" Just Ugh. ab, just don't. Do it. Make it's love like, it's like, to me. It's like Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's like your thing where you're just like, if you fucking come up to me and introduce the person next to you, it's like, here's my lover, Barbara. Ugh. Like, don't ever don't, do that to me. <laughs> don't say, don't say the word love at me in any form <laughs> at all. Anyway, let's leave Kate and Paul to for their fucking lovemaking. We cut to the brothers. Warren and Lloyd, and they are spying on some cops who are, like, out on patrol in the jungle. Right. I don't even know if this is the jungle. They're just, like, out in the, the brush. Can't stop it. Yeah. And we discover here that their names aren't even Warren and, Loy- Warren and Lloyd, so we discover, like, these are con men. Did you hear that? No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, one of them is, like, next time Mario don't pick a Luigi. name, like... Uh, oh, <laughs> Speaking of, did you see that casting? Oh, my God. Uh, Let's uh, let's get into that later. So the cops leave, and the brothers sneak to the spot where the thieves dumped the jewels at the top of the movie. I'm going to say Lloyd, maybe, gets into the water with a snorkel, and the attack is immediate fast yeah so warren sees a bunch of like little bubbles on the water lloyd whose name by the way is actually tony because the other brother's like tony tony he's (laughs) oh my 
God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Tony is screaming. Warren tries to help, but he's pulled under and he's eaten. And we see this huge surge of blood. And it's the next day we cut back to Paul's beachfront home. And Kate is calling the hotel to see if Warren and Lloyd have checked in. Clearly they haven't, so she's immediately worried. We get this really stupid, foolish scene at a pool where Gabriel knocks Lasky into the pool. They flirt and they're like, let's have dinner later, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Fully just to show her nipples. Just it was the, this... the scene is, it does not matter, but basically they've got a dinner date for later. Yeah. So a soaking wet Lasky goes to his room to dry off where we find Warren has snuck in and he's got a gun. So he points his gun at uh, Lasky and he's like, hey, your plan didn't work. But then Lasky, who, by the way, remember, is Lee Majors, he pulls some like mighty cheesy fight moves. He grabs the gun from Warren and Warren's like, listen, my brother is dead. We went to get the stones. He went into the water and something ate him. I think it was a huge snake. So Lasky's like, just chill out, get some rest. And he leaves Warren. Did you notice also that Lee Majors' lower lip is what? like yes. nude? Yes. And it, it's not later in the film. Later on, it's like natural and like, you know, like kind of pink, reddish. It looks like somebody was like, and concealer, only on the lower lip. I'm going to say, it was a herpes? girl, say. Or like <laughs> maybe just like a, like a very, very, I don't know, chapped lip thing. But it was noticeably pale. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a yeah. nude lip. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe, you know, like herpes a cold sore or something. Yeah, that was popping up on his lip, which, oh God, what? What an unfortunate thing to have if you're trying to film a movie. It happens. It happens. A lot of people yeah. have herpes. Yeah. They th- hey, listen, no shame. I mean, no shame about it whatsoever. I was just like, I noticed that his bottom lip. They could have done a better like, job at put like, a little bit of <laughs> blending like, that out. <laughs> give, give it some pink hue or something because you can clearly see it's like a ghostly lower lip. Yeah, it's it's bad. Anyway, so now we cut to the dinner date with Lasky and Gabrielle. Ollie's at another table with the assistant and Anne and he's just spouting off all these all these stupid ass lines so Lasky he asks about Ollie because you know Ollie's over there just screaming and a shouting yeah and Gabriel says oh he's the best photographer but some women say he's the best at everything meaning sex so Lasky's like oh I I must have read him wrong to which Gabriel says no you only read half of him wrong but you probably have some old-fashioned blocks against those things to which Lasky says historically bisexuality is a lot older than any of my blocks and I was like, oh. What is he what is he implying here? Is he implying that he's like, I'm aware that bisexuality has been around a long time, that I'm bisexual? Like what's the I didn't take this in a bad way. I was very much no, like No, no, no. It didn't sound it I expected him to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it this seemed this was not. progressive to me. I, I literally yeah. wrote, okay, 70s, like, liberal agenda. I see you here. Yeah. Especially coming from, like, this macho-ass Lee Majors Lee dude. Majors! That's the shockingest part. However, I think the idea of him saying, like, historically bisexuality is older than my blocks, meaning, like, I might have issues, but, you know, it's been around for a long time, so clearly it's natural. I That's, that's how I interpreted the line. Or maybe that he's like, I know that this is a thing. 
So I don't. I have other blocks that are more pressing than bisexuality. Absolutely, like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Way to go, Lee Majors. Yeah, hey, Lee Majors, we see you. All right. <laughs> so then somebody comes in to tell Lasky Lee Majors that he has a call. So he goes, but it's not a call. It's Kate, and she tells him Warren and Lloyd never made it to Rio. They're probably going after the gems. But Lasky's like, don't worry about it. Don't freak out. But then just then Gabrielle shows up and she says, well, there's a difference between bisexual. <laughs> and two timers to which Kate says truly which are you and I was just like what is going everybody on chill here? out like for some reason the way that the relationship between Kate and Gabrielle was written is really heated and real very pissy contentious off the t- like from the top right off the bat why what what's going on here I really didn't like two that. Women. I was like, I don't like that you're pitting these two ladies against each other. Like, I don't see the purpose. And also, she comes in being like, bisexuality and two timers. And I'm like, you met this man 24 hours ago? Everybody needs to chill. You're at a beautiful hotel in Brazil. Relax. Go have a drink. Take a deep breath. A caipirinha. Ugh, delicious. <laughs> Then we cut to a celebration on the beach, like an actual, like, it seems very typical Brazilian celebration, something we would have seen as kids. Sure. You know, in Brazil, where everybody's wearing white and colorful dresses and they're singing, there's fireworks. They look like baianas. Yes. And they're all among, like, religious figurines on the beach. Flowers, little boats where they send off flowers. It's really beautiful. But then Anne comes out and she says, it's Macumba. Mm -hmm. She says, it's used to protect people and to cast spells to make people fall in love. It's also used to kill. This has nothing to do with the film, but I just thought that we should mention it because you do see like actual, like something I saw in Brazil living there in this film for four seconds. So Kate then goes to Hans's room and sees that he's not there. So she's like, no, 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 fuck this. She gets into a speedboat and off she goes to check on the jewels. But literally, like, jumping in at the last minute, Lasky jumps into the speedboat with her. And then it seems Kate was right. We cut to Hans and fucking Warren, one of the brothers, they're at the same spot where the jewels were dropped off and Lloyd was eaten. I don't know, just a little while ago. Hans has a spear gun with him because, you know, Warren thinks that whatever attacked Lloyd was a snake. So Hans gets in and again, fast. He's quickly attacked. But then Kate and Lasky, who have made it ashore, go to help when they hear Hans' screams. It's way too late, though, because Warren is trying to help Hans up, but he's literally grabbing to the pointy end of the spear gun and gets speared. And so Hans gets dragged under. Warren falls into the water, clearly gets eaten. Kate comes up, and this woman... Blood-curdling screams. She's freaking out, and so she... She, like, I mean, honestly, if I saw somebody, like, possibly I would have a reaction just like that instead of most people in this film who are like, no. Oh, my. No. (laughs) Thank you for the commitment, Karen Black. Yeah. So Kate freaks out. She runs off and she runs straight back to Paul's home where she discovers Paul feeding a school of piranha in his fish tank. (laughs) Can I do an interpretation? Please. You did it. <laughs> you put piranha in the dam. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it. Piranha Which in the I, dam. I was like, when she said that line, I laughed out loud. Sure. That 
this reveal, like it's almost like they pulled down a sheet from in front of this man's aquarium and there is like piranha there and she puts two and two together. Uh-huh. He, who owns four piranha in a fucking glass cube, put them in the dam to quote unquote protect, protect the, the jewels. jewels. I'm just going to say, crazy. I never would have put this together. I would have been no! like, cool piranha. By the way, <laughs> something just happened. <laughs> That's, that is what anybody would feel, Johnny. Oh you would never God. be like, oh my God, he has one. <laughs> He must have been the one that put them in the dam. Like, that's not a thing. So Kate, who apparently is psychic or something. A fucking marine biologist (laughs) and, like, absolutely knows the fucking killer ways of piranhas. It's it's insane. Okay, so moral of the story here. Paul planned it all along. He says he put 50 pair of piranha into the lake. There must be tens of thousands by now. So Kate is like, I need to go see Lasky. You need to explain everything to him because we've got to stick together. So Kate goes to chat with Lasky, Lee Majors, in his hotel room. But lo and behold, out from the shower comes Gabriel. And these two are so... Gabriel and Kate are so sassy with each other. What is happening? Gabriel's like, Lasky's gone fishing. And so Kate leaves. And then Gabriel goes back to the shower where Lasky is, duh, of course, waiting for her in the shower. And they they awkwardly 70s kiss. (laughs) Yes, I was gonna say they weirdly kiss in the shower where it was it's almost like the director was like, Okay, when you kiss, I want you to kiss right underneath the shower like stream where the water is just like going over their mouths. It looked so weird. Literally Lee Majors' face is like winced up because the the water is (laughs) pouring into his eyes. Yes. And up his nose, probably. Just My God. right in there. So let's leave these two in the shower. And then we cut back to Paul's fabulous beachfront home. Kate comes in and she says Lasky was clearly hiding in the shower while Gabrielle did the talking. So it seems that our partnership is off. We cut to our fashion crew, I guess, the next day, and they're heading off for a photo shoot on a boat called the Guarani. And at the same time, Kate and Paul set out on a little speedboat. So we're observing, we're at this fashion shoot on the Guarani. It's not really working out because the light is wrong. So the Captain Max is like, we got to hurry because there's a big storm a coming. They come ashore. And at the same time, Kate and Paul show up at the base of the dam where the jewels are. Paul, I think, drops some, like, meat in the water or something to distract the piranha. Right. He's like, Kate, you got to go into the water and retrieve the jewels because my poor heart, my heart attack, you know. I was like, bitch. Come on now, you dick. (laughs) So Kate is clearly terrified, but she goes in and she, like, finds a bunch of the dead bodies at the bottom of the lake all chewed up. Wait, one of them was, like really gross. I liked seeing this. This I'm going to say was one of the creepier parts of this very not scary movie. Yeah. So I was like, I I like this. And plus you're waiting for these fucking fish to show up. So it was a hint of suspense that I appreciated. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hint. So she finally finds the yellow floaty thing attached to the little box full of jewels, but then the piranha have noticed her, so they come in and they start to like nibble at her, but she's she's able to to scare them off what with her. What is she spraying? I don't know. I thought it was with. her her scuba tank. I, I uh, literally was like, ¿Qué puta es eso que está usando para fucking like? 
<laughs> espantar la fucking piraña. Like, what are I, I have no clue. But so she Girl. does, she's able to scare these uh, piranha off. And by the you can totally see, like, like the strings that some of them are, like, oh, held on to. They are the most, like, plasticky. They clearly got shots of, like, real piranha just through yeah, it in. Yeah, but when she's in amongst them, like, I, the ones up in front are it's obviously, like... puppets like, on a string. Just like... Hello? Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. But thankfully, she's able to scare off the piranha with whatever the hell this oxygen tank sprayer thing is. And she makes it out of the water with the box of jewels. I love... Her performance when she gets out of the water, she, she like, is ah, ah, kicking ah. and a screaming because she was being attacked. I would, I yeah. am just gonna like, I get it that it's over the top, but I was like, thank you, yeah, like you're going for it, girl. She's yeah. freaking out with no shame in a fucking movie called Killer Fish. Yeah, thank you. I just, I'm so appreciative. Anyway, so we're on the dock. Paul opens the box. We see all the lovely gems. So Kate puts them into her her beauty case, like a a makeup kit, I guess. Caboodle. (laughs) Exactly. Like, what did you used to call this shit? I want to say snickerdoodle. A caboodle. Snickerdoodle. Why do I want to say that? It's a fucking caboodle, but like from the 70s. So she's got like. I loved my caboodle. I used to have was one. Was it for makeup and jewelry and stuff? Yeah, you could, you could put, use it for anything, basically. You could use basically. it for anything, but, you know, it was marketed to g- young girls to be like, put your earrings here and your dumb, like, Dr. Pepper lip chapstick, oh, I, whatever. Oh, my God. You were taking me back. <laughs> and they were, like, they were colorful and, and pretty, Mine was, you know. like, bright neon pink and, like, turquoise. It was the best. They should bring these back. That's amazing. You put I would buy one, on for God's Yeah. Are you so kidding? Good. Shit. <laughs> But in the beauty case, when she opens it, it's got like, I guess, like a secret compartment underneath. And that's where they put the jewels under the little secret compartment. So Kate and Paul head back to their speedboat, but it has sunk. And Kate seems to think that Lasky did it, which means they have to walk back to the hotel and it starts to rain super, super hard. And on their walk back, they spot Max's boat, the Guarani, just kind of right offshore. So they get on board and inside we find our fashion shoot crew is all tucked away, again, playing gap, backgammon. Everybody's chilling. Again, I was like, what? What are, you, what are the rules? What and game then, is this? <laughs> but this, this was interesting here. So Kate and Paul get on and Kate and Anne who I think are just meeting now for the first time, are like the best of friends immediately. Yeah. Did you notice? They're all smiles. I'm Would about you... to go to the galley. There must be coffee. Yes, of course. Would you like to take the orders? You take the yes, orders. Yes, of course. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thick as thieves. Just like immediate, which I kind of liked because Anne, or sorry, of uh, Kate and Gabriel were such are such assholes to one Dick another. Dickholes to each other, yeah. So at least these two are like, I like you. I, 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 <laughs> right from the top, I know I like you. You're great. <laughs> so we just see all of a sudden this storm comes in and is fucking shit up. Like, we, we're at the hotel. We see things being blown all around. It's awful. Back on the boat, the Guarani, it's really rough up here. And we get like a real quick shot of what is, I'm going to say, clearly a toy boat just being rocked around in like... I don't know a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, dude. Totally. This uh, definitely a model boat that they're like and jingle just, jangle just, jingle let's jangle. Just shake this around a little bit. So Max pilots the boat into a cove, which is at the base of the dam, and that's where the fucking piranha are, dude. But he takes it in there for like some shelter, and that <laughs> just then, Max says, "Olya." 
Mound Deus. And we see a tornado. Think... Wait, what did he say? Did I say I it wrong? I think it's supposed to say Mande Deus. Mande Deus. And there's Mãe a de tornado in this movie all of a sudden. Oh my God, dude. Which is obviously somebody like like a cellophane piece of paper did a fucking animation of With fucking a pencil. tornado. <laughs> and then was like, and jiggle it around across screen in the back. I love any movie with a tornado though. So I was like, uh, really? You're going to give us a tornado right now? Uh, wow. Legit okay. twister. So here comes this tornado. It hits the dam, which then causes the dam to burst. We get this huge rush of water, which hits the boat. Every Everybody in the boat is like bumping around inside. It is so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Okay, I have a question oh about this. So they were on the side where the piranhas were at, the boat was. In my mind, the, the dam broke. Uh-huh. This is how I interpreted it. When the dam broke, all the piranhas were on the other side and got flung into this side, is what I w- understood. Is that correct? The, the, yes, I believe that that is correct. <laughs> However, th- I don't think that that was ever made very clear in this no. film. Because no, 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 no. I think the piranha are in the dam. So where the boat is, 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 is piranha free. I guess. However, in my mind, when that boat pulled up, I was like, that's where all the attacks have been happening. That's not in the dam. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. It was very confusing as to like where we were and where the piranhas were and and all that stuff. Apparently, it seems that the piranha were in the dam and now they're now they are out. But from what this movie told me, they were where the boat is already. They were there there. all along. Uh, Whatever. So we're inside the boat. We're all getting tossed around. Kate's beauty kit with the gems goes flying, and she, like, desperately tries to grab it. And Lasky notices her desperation, so we get this very dramatic shot between Lasky, Kate, and Paul. So, yeah, he, he's he like, oh, knows. what could be in your caboodle, caboodle. There, girl? <laughs> Let me check your caboodle. Let me check that caboodle. <laughs> So then the boat smashes against a piece of busted wood underwater and it runs aground so it comes to a stop but there's they're still kind of far away from shore and we realize that the boat is slowly sinking. So we're back on the deck and Kate is screaming again giving us full performance because the co-pilot for some reason is in the water and he's thrashing because he's being eaten by the piranha. So Max jumps in. He tries to save the co-pilot but the co-pilot is gone. Max starts to get attacked but they're able to pull him back aboard but he's all bitten up. Here's something that I wanted uh that this movie did not deliver. Tell me. I wanted them to pull a person up from the boat and have like their bottom... (laughs) Their legs be like just bones. Like yes, give just me like eaten, uh, eaten completely. Like off give their me a body. feeding frenzy. Give me like what this would actually look like. Have you you yeah. haven't seen um Have you seen Piranha? The actual no. movie Piranha. Oh girl, we we gotta do. We should watch the original and also the remake. We should go there because it gives that to you. I mean, that's all I want. I just yeah. want somebody to be like, help me, help me, and then pull up, and it's just like the bottom half is just. I mean, that's what we skeleton. would imagine. But when yeah. they pull him out, he's like, you know, a few it's bites like here and there, shirt. some spots of blood. You know what I mean? We quickly go back to the hotel, which is a mess from the storm. This is, again, why I was confused, because the dam exploding now means that the piranha are everywhere. I'm just going to imagine that, like, the pressure of the water sent them everywhere. Maybe, yeah. So Luis, 
who's the fucking manager slash owner, he's like, holy shit, there's piranha in the water now. Like, literally, he sees one flipping and a flopping on, on the fucking beach of the lake. So Luis runs to Tom, the pilot from earlier in the film, whose plane has been, like, fully pushed off by the storm. Tom is trying to get the, the plane out of the brush. And Luis is like, Tom, the lake is full of piranha. I can't get Max on the radio, so we have to go warn him. So Luis and Tom fly off to warn Max. We're back on the Guarani, and everybody's trying to put together a raft, which they do. And then Anne and Ollie try the raft first. <laughs> Anne starts to row to, to row to shore, but Ollie is fully freaking out, and then piranhas start to like chomp on his fingers. So he falls in and is eaten. R.I.P. Ollie. Bye. I mean, this was one of the more, I guess, like horrific, I guess. Yeah. The, the most because you see like underwater and you see like flesh stuff happening, like things yeah. him being torn apart. But it is very much like what you were saying before, like, you're gonna have to give me a little bit more. Yeah, totally. So Anne falls in as well, but the fish are busy with Ollie, so she makes it to shore and Anne goes off to find help. A little while later, Tom's plane file flies overhead, but they, he doesn't spot the boat, which is literally right there. And also, <laughs> and it's like everybody, a big boat. It's a big boat, and he's right there. And also, nobody on the boat waves an arm, says, SOS, Hello? algo. P- yeah. Wave an arm. They don't do shit. So then later in the jungle... Anne, who is literally like a wisp of a woman. She is an ant in she comparison. Is the weeest little thing. And she starts waving her, her arms and they're like, oh. There she is. There she is. So you can see her and clear as day. not only is, is it there she is, it's, look, it's Anne. Like they yeah. know it's, it's Anne, her. And not even that. They're like, she's pointing to where we should go. <laughs> yeah. So Anne saves the day, basically. She's like, go over there. Tom starts to call for, call for help on his plane radio. I don't fucking know planes, dude. <laughs> but all emergency <laughs> units are busy because of the storms. So Tom is like, I guess I have to help. So Louise starts to throw rafts from the plane, but he keeps missing. Oh, my God. I was like, this might as well be a comedy bit. He is throwing them over and over Forever. and over, missing every single time. I was like, Can Dude. you please? Can we? <laughs> okay, so Tom is like, this is not working. We got to land the plane. He ends up landing the plane, but more like crash landing. Thankfully, both he and Louis survive. Anne comes up to help them. She's able to open the door and get them out and save them. And then the plane blows up. Another explosion. We're back at the boat. It's continuing to sink. And now shit's starting to blow up in there. And they discover that they have carbide lamps, which I learned this from this movie. I had no idea. Carbide lamps explode on contact with water. So... Paul grabs what's left of the carbide lamps. He tosses one into the water. It explodes, and a bunch of dead piranha float to the surface. So they're like, ooh, we can use this. Paul throws in two more carbide lamps, which blow up. So Lasky makes a swim for one of the rafts that Luis threw in like five miles away. (laughs) He's able to... (laughs) He's able to inflate one of the rafts, but then the fish start to attack him, but everybody pulls him aboard in time, and now they have a raft that they can use. But then fucking Paul pulls a gun on everyone, and Kate says, like, I don't want to be a part of it, but she takes the gun anyway. She goes, she says, don't put me in this position, Paul. (laughs) Like, the way she says it, and he's like, she's holding up a gun at people, and she's like, Please don't. I don't really want to do this. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Girl. But then Paul gets into the raft and Lasky turns to Kate and says, aren't you going to wave goodbye? And so Kate turns around and shocker. He's got them jewels. Paul has her beauty kit and he is 
rowing away. Paul then says to Kate, you were just gonna wait for me to die because of my bad heart and then take the money, but guess what? There's nothing wrong with my heart. What a prick. So, this man, he never had a bad heart, is what we're gathering now. What a dick. Kate fires the gun at Paul, but it's empty, so he continues to row away, but then Lasky Lee Majors jumps in, he swims after Paul, they fight, but then the piranha come in and start to chomp on Lasky. He's able to grab Paul's oar so Paul can't row away, and then Lasky swims back to the boat. They pull him up, but he's like real fucked up now. He's all bitten up. But then the piranhas start to chomp on the raft, so Paul starts to sink in, and he falls in, and he gets eaten. Bye, bitch. Just then a chopper shows up, and everybody who is left is rescued. And then we cut to a hospital in (laughs) Rio, I think. With the flying nun? Oh my god, an Irish (laughs) nun. But this is literally... On Copacabana. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Beautiful. This hospital for the rich and famous. Who? What's happening here? I doubt. They were like, can we get this hotel room, please, and put a fucking hospital bed in it? Yes. Great. Thanks so much. So we're at this hospital on this beautiful beach with Kate, and this Irish nun is nursing her back to hell. She's like, oh, you didn't touch your fish. I don't know what's happening. And then an inspector of police has come to see her, and it's the captain from the top in the fabulous With the same, the jumpsuit. same jumpsuit. And he shows up carrying Kate's beauty case, which he says they found when they dragged the waters near the wreckage of the boat. So lucky you, Kate. Yeah, girl. We cut to an airport where Gabrielle and the assistant are running to make a flight. They're at security. The assistant goes through the security, but Gabrielle stays back and surprise, surprise, There is Kate in front of her in line. And for some reason, they're just all smiles. They they make up. They hug. They're like, funny how things turn out in the end, isn't it, old chap? Yes, quite. (laughs) So Kate, after they hug and make up, Kate goes through security. She grabs her beauty case and off she goes. But Gabrielle stays back and we see her leaving the airport. And as she leaves, we see Anne at this fabulous yellow payphone saying... She's on her way out, and she's got it with her. Everything must have gone well, so happy endings. Well, okay. Okay. Also, I just want to say that um, mm-hmm. those payphones in Brazil are called orelhões, orelhão. Like a big ear? Which means big ear. Oh, I love that. It, they're <laughs> beautiful. they look like a big ear. Yeah. The yellow color, they it's gorgeous. They do not exist anymore. So on the plane, Kate is struggling to open the beauty case, and the guy sitting next to her is like, I got a knack for that kind of thing. Let me try. He's able to open the case. He hands it over to her. She checks under the secret, secret compartment, and we see that the jewels are gone. (gasps) Then we cut back to Gabrielle. She gets into the driver's seat of a car right outside the airport, and we see that she has the exact same beauty case. So she hands it to Lasky, who is in the back seat. He checks the case, and inside, under the compartment, secret compartment, are the jewels. And then he says to Gabrielle, and you thought I brought you all the way to South America for nothing. So they were so they, in on the this whole the time. whole time. Well, when they first run into each other at the very beginning, mm. they like and there's like that connection, sexy connection. Yeah. He's like, excuse me, and she's like, Oh, sorry, you look like somebody that I no. Hello. And I was like, you do know each other, you dickholes. Mm-hmm. But does that also mean that Anne? Uh-huh. Is that her name? Uh-huh. Is she is that why she's on the phone being like everything worked out and it pat is that 
means she's also involved? I think she's in on it too. And then fucking even Tom the pilot is there being all flirty with her. So I'm like, Tom's involved too. I guess. I guess so. However, in the beauty case, Lasky finds a note that Kate has left. Right. And the note says, congratulations on a job well done. I have kept the half that are missing. Fair enough. We see her Vadigi plane take off. Vadig! Lee Majors says, fair enough. And then we get this fabulous 70s song. I know when it takes It's so good. And that wow. is the <laughs> end of our movie. Fin do filme. Fin do filme. Let's get into some trivia. Okay. Piranhas. What are they? Let's talk about it. Let's go. Piranhas are, well, first of all, let's just go ahead and say in Brazil, you can call somebody a piranha, which means like a like a slutty person. Oh. So piranha, like you're a slut. Yeah. <gasps> oh, okay. So there you go. Hmm. Call, some, call someone a piranha today. <laughs> um, <laughs> piranha is a freshwater fish that inhabits South American rivers. Oh, from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, South American rivers, floodplains, lakes, and reservoirs, although often described as extremely predatory and mainly feeding on fish, their dietary habits vary extensively, and they will also take plant material, leading to their classification as omnivorous. (gasps) So they'll eat a little bit of everything, these guys. The name piranha originates from the indigenous Tupi people, which we have talked about Mm -hmm. in the past, and their respective Tupi language. It is formed from two words, pira, meaning fish, and sainha, meaning tooth. Mm. The same word is used by native people to describe a pair of scissors. Or pira nya, like N-Y-A, probably literally biting fish. Hmm. In the mid-18th century, the Portuguese merged the word and made it piranha. All piranhas have a single row of sharp teeth in both jaws. The teeth are tightly packed and interlocking via small cusps <sighs> and are used for rapid puncture and shearing. Individual teeth are typically broadly triangular, pointed, and blade-like, but flat in profile. Piranhas have one of the strongest bites found in bony fishes. Relative to body mass, the black piranha produces one of the most forceful bites measured in vertebrates. <sighs> in vertebrates. That's like every species with a spine. <sighs> Although often described as extremely dangerous in the media, piranhas typically do not represent a serious risk to humans. However, attacks have occurred, especially mm. when the piranhas are in a stressed situation, such as the dense groups that may occur when the water is lowering during the dry season and or if food is relatively scarce. Oof. Scarce? Scarce. In this movie, scarce. Uh, scarce. <laughs> Various stories exist about piranhas, such as how they can skeletonize a human body or cattle in seconds. These legends refer specifically to red-bellied piranhas. A common falsehood is that they can be attracted by blood and are exclusively carnivores, but as we know, they are omnivores. A Brazilian legend called Piranha Cattle states that they sweep the rivers at high speed and attack the first of the cattle entering the 
water, allowing the rest of the group to traverse the river. Which sounds very much like some like crocodiles or alligators, but hmm. these legends were dismissed though after research done by El de Queiroz and Anne Mogurang and published in quote biology letters. When former US President Theodore Roosevelt visited Brazil in nineteen thirteen, he went on a hunting expedition through the Amazon rainforest, and while standing on the bank of the Amazon River, he witnessed a spectacle created by the local fishermen. They blocked off a part of the river and starved the piranhas for several days, and then they pushed a cow into the water, where it was quickly torn apart and skeletonized by a school of hungry piranhas. Stop right now <laughs> like just to be like what look at this yeah just... welcome to brazil <laughs> holy shit roosevelt later described piranhas as vicious creatures in his 1914 book through the brazilian wilderness wow. so check out that book today. <laughs> very quickly i want to just talk about Macumba. Great. And this comes from Britannica.com. Macumba is an Afro-Brazilian religion that is characterized by a marked syncretism. Remember we talked about syncretic uh, religions in Andrea. By a marked syncretism of traditional African religions, European culture, Brazilian spiritualism, and Roman Catholicism. Of the several Macumba sects, the most important are Candomblé, and Umbanda. African elements in Macumba rituals include an outdoor ceremonial site, the sacrifice of animals such as chickens or roosters, spirit offerings such as candles, cigars, and flowers, and ritual dances. Macumba rites are led by mediums who fall prostrate in trances and communicate with holy spirits. Roman Catholic elements include the use of the cross and the worship of saints who are given African names such as Ogun, Shango, and Yemanja, hey. who is Yemaya. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to what we talked about with Andrea with the 21 divisions, Las 21 Divisiones, also known as Dominican Voodoo. Candomblé, practiced in the state of Bahia, is considered to be the most African of the Macumba sets. Umbanda, practiced in urban areas such as Rio de Janeiro and São Paulo is more sophisticated and reflects Hmm. Hindu and Buddhist influence, which I don't know if that's sophisticated is the correct word for that. Hmm. That's implying that African-based religion isn't. Umbanda has a larger appeal to the white middle class. So Uh, there you go. Despite attempts by Christian churches to combat them, Macumba sects continue to flourish throughout Brazil. So that's a little bit about Macumba. I'm glad you talked about that, especially since it was featured so briefly in this film. Yeah, it's uh it's not it's not, it's not huge. part of this movie. No. No. Mm-hmm. But it is uh Macumba, especially though the women that we see in that scene dressed all in white, that's a very big part of the how Bayanas or people from the state of Bahia dress. And even in Carnival they make a specific section, like if you've ever seen Brazilian carnival parades in Rio de Janeiro where they literally just have like humongous 
teams of schools of mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. dancing and whatever. There's always a section for bayanas, and they always dress like that. Big, wide skirts, often off the shoulder, like frilly shirts. Their heads are wrapped mostly all in white. There's beadwork that is specific to Macumba. And you often see this in Caribbean versions of this too, So, which all comes from like African diaspora. And my final piece of trivia is the song The Winner Takes All by Amy Stewart, Uh which is played in the beginning and the end of this film. Amy Stewart is famously known for singing the song, You better knock, knock, knock on wood. Oh my God. (laughs) Classic. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I just I just thought that was fun that Hey Amy. She's a, nice. And you can you cannot find the song on Spotify, but we will put the link to the YouTube video that I found in the episode yes. uh notes so that you can enjoy this very fun song. It's a great song. It's amazing. And that's the end of my trivia. I love it. Let's see what I got here. Let's talk briefly about Angra dos Reis. So Angra dos Reis is a Brazilian municipality located in the southern part of Rio de Janeiro State. So this is where they filmed this movie. Angra includes in its territory many offshore islands, the largest being the Ilha Grande. Today, because of its beaches and nearby points of interest, the place has become a focal point for tourism. Within the municipality are over 300 islands, many of them owned by celebrities, with the largest island being Ilha Grande. From the pictures I saw, it looks gorgeous, so we are adding it to our Week Horror travel Let's list. Let's go! All right, as now I just want to talk about... bit by piranhas. Uh, no piranhas, please. Yeah, that would not be fun. <laughs> So, okay, let's talk about this fun, foolish article I found from a blog spot called lecinemadreams.blogspot.com. It's an article written this year by a man named Ken Anderson. So, Mr. Anderson says, This absurd and absurdly entertaining action-adventure flick from the days of polyester, poppers, and Plato's retreat has to be one of the most assertively engaging 70s aesthetic films I've ever ever seen that wasn't actually set in a disco. One of the last of a handful of motion pictures to bear the dubious Fawcett Majors production banner, meaning Farrah fucking Fawcett, uh, and Lee Majors, because they were married. they were married! However, the Fawcett Majors marital union had already dissolved by this point. This waterlogged French-Italian-Brazilian (laughs) bouillabaisse slash chopino slash moqueca. Oh, (laughs) I love that! (laughs) Went through several working titles, The Naked Sun, Greed, and Deadly Treasure of the Piranha, before settling on the throw-up-your-hands, cut-to-the-chase B-movie obliviousness of Killer Fish. What saves Killer Fish from being the bland-by-the-numbers macho-actioner Lee Majors' participation all but guaranteed is the startling, obviously inadvertent, fashion-focused, supermodel-in-peril, female-centric, last-days-of-disco-feel of it all. Killer Fish is like Halston and Andy Warhol got together <laughs> to make an action film primer for gay teens raised on Vogue, After Dark Magazine, and Donna Summer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I mean, I said Halston. You totally said Halston <laughs> at the top. 
Okay, so Killer Fish looks like one of those movies actors agree to appear in just to get a free vacation in an exotic locale. But it seems the making of this toothy opus was no picnic. For starters, the expensive and uncooperative Piranha taxed the film's already strained budget. Aboard, Lee Majors was dissatisfied with the script and worried about getting a case of the trots. Marissa Berenson, recovering from a marriage breakup, enjoyed a brief fling with the film's producer, Alex Ponte. But during one of their offset jaunts, she suffered facial lacerations in an auto accident that killed two people. Holy shit! It continues, Muriel Hemingway's 2015 memoir, Out Came the Sun, has big sister Margot, who played uh, uh-huh. Gabrielle, recounting how Karen Black was still breastfeeding her three-year-old son during production and his calling out tit mommy when hungry (laughs) oh my god 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 Tit, mommy. Okay, just a little bit about Karen Black. Refusing to play down to the material, Black is serious as a heart attack. She as absolutely As she brings is. the major motion picture big guns to her underwritten role. Meanwhile, her breezy castmates are fine serving up TV movie of the week. This'll do energy. It's this so leaves, true. It's so true. This leaves Black, who's never less than fascinating to watch, which is also true, playing entire scenes in a vacuum, giving the impression she's acting in an entirely different movie. You gotta read this article. So let's just talk a little bit about some actors that I found interesting in this movie, culminating with Karen Black, where I will talk more about her. So very quickly, Marissa Berenson, who played Anne, won the National Board of Review Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role as Natalia Landauer in the 1972 film Cabaret. The role also earned her Golden Globe and BAFTA Award nominations, which is amazing. I did find some kind of like dark history about her, so on September 11th, 2001, her younger sister oh. and sole sibling, Barry Perkins, widow of actor Anthony Perkins, whoa, whoa, whoa. hello, psycho, was killed in the first flight to hit the World Trade Center. Oh. God. That's crazy. Holy shit. Marissa was also in an airplane during the terrorist attacks flying from Paris to New York. Uh, uh. In an interview with CBS, she told of the experience and how hours later she she landed in Newfoundland where flights were being diverted, which also yeah. is the fucking musical Come From Away. Do you know that? Like, it's all about, like, no. September 11th and the flights being diverted to fucking Newfoundland. No way. Yeah. Let's talk very quickly about Dante Anthony Pastorini, a.k.a. Dan Pastorini, who played Hans. Okay. <laughs> he is a former American football quarterback who played in the National Football League for 13 seasons, primarily with the Houston Oilers. That's fucking Hans, the driver, the hot driver. Houston Oilers? Who the fuck is that? Who? Oh, please. <laughs> Pastorini raced hydroplanes, drag raced cars, judged wet t-shirt contests, and starred in a 1974 B-movie called Weed, The Florida Connection. He also posed nude in 1980 and 1982 for Playgirl magazine. You can find the pictures if you look online. Can you see his dick? 
No, because oh. I, a lot of the I don't know. Like I've honestly never looked through a Playgirl, and when I looked it not up, not even Burt Reynolds. I don't know if they ever showed like full male nudity. I think it was like maybe an ass. Like you can see this dude's pubes, and that's it. I don't want to see your pubes. I don't just have your fucking pubes. Like if you're gonna do Playgirl, <laughs> go. You're you're gonna Let do it. Let me see the dick. <laughs> like you need to commit. None of this. Like oh, if I put my leg, no. No, just dick. full frontal. Don't like. Do not play with us. But anyway, dick or so... death. <laughs> dick or death. Our motto. Okay, now let's talk very quickly about Anthony Stefan, who played Max, the captain. This is from IMDb. Oh, I'm so sorry. All of this before about these actors was from Wikipedia. This one about Anthony Stefan is IMDb. Born in Rome at the Brazilian embassy, son of Formula One champion and then ambassador Manuel Gitefi or Detefe. Wow. He was named Antonio Luis and became the Baron Detefe. This might be a little bit lost in translation. <laughs> the Betefe family had a noble origin, and during the Second World War, teenage Antonio left home to join the partisans against the Nazis. Okay, bitch. Elegant, educated, and handsome, fluent in English, French, Portuguese, Spanish, and Italian, Stefan lived an international jet set life. Same. I mean, are they talking about us? <laughs> but in the early 80s, he moved to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, a place he adored, occasionally visiting his beloved Rome, and he died on July 5th, 2004, in Rio de Janeiro. Okay, let's talk about Margot Louise Hemingway. She was an American fashion model and actress. She earned success as a supermodel in the mid-1970s, appearing on the covers of magazines including Cosmopolitan, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and Time. She was the granddaughter of writer Ernest Hemingway. Her later years were marred by highly publicized episodes of addiction and depression before her suicide from a drug overdose on July 1st, 1996, at the age of 42. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Recently, there was a documentary that Mariel Hemingway was a uh-huh. part of that discussed this at length. Okay. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, is, I think, is about Margot. Oh, wow. I forget. Okay. It's just yeah. so sad because she seems so, I mean, she's beautiful, but like in this movie, she seems like so vibrant and yeah. light. Yeah. You just, you never know. And last, but definitely not, definitely not least, let's talk about Karen. Tell me who Karen Black Blanche is. Blanche Black. Karen Blanche Black? Karen Blanche Black. All right. She was an American actress, screenwriter, singer, and songwriter. Mm. She rose to prominence for her work in various studio and independent films in the 1970s, frequently portraying eccentric and offbeat characters. Love that. Her career spanned over 50 years and includes nearly 200 credits in both independent and mainstream films. Nice. Black received numerous accolades throughout her career, including two Golden Globe Awards, as well as an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress for the movie Five Easy Pieces. Black starred as a glamorous country singer in Robert Altman's ensemble musical drama Nashville in 1975, also writing and performing two songs for the soundtrack, for which she received a nomination for a Grammy Award. Dang, girl! She subsequently took on four roles in Dan Curtis's anthology horror film Trilogy of Terror, which I think I've seen, but it's been a long time. We should definitely watch this. Followed by Curtis's supernatural horror film Burnt Offerings, which is another horror movie that's huge 
that I've never seen. And I think it's on Shudder, so we should watch it. Yeah. That same year, she starred as a con artist in Alfred Hitchcock's final film, Family Plot. Whoa! Beginning in the 1990s, Black was more frequently cast in horror films. In 1996, Black appeared as a paranoid mother in small town Nebraska in Children of the Corn 4, (laughs) The Gathering, opposite... Naomi Watts. In 2000, Black began filming Rob Zombie's directorial (laughs) debut, House of a Thousand Corpses, in which she portrayed Mother Firefly, the matron of a family of psychotic murderers. Upon its release in 2003, the film received largely unfavorable reviews, (laughs) though it helped cement Black's status as a cult icon in the horror genre. Nice. About horror, specifically, she says, when I did Trilogy of Terror, with that demon doll, which I vaguely remember, I filled the role very well, she recalled. (laughs) It was very real to people, and they just fell in love with it, and that got to be incredibly popular. But I'm not interested in blood, is what she says. Sadly, on August 8th, 2013, Black died at St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California. Uh, She was 74. Actress Juliette Lewis paid tribute. Karen Black was my mentor and a second mother to me. She inspired everyone she came in contact with. And just last little thing. This is how I first got introduced to Karen Black. So she did a lot of TV. She was in episodes of SNL, ER, fucking Murder, She Wrote, Miami Vice, Party of Five, Law and Order. But for me, I remember seeing her in Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. <laughs> Hello. She, I'm Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. So she Hello. was in the. I'm Shelley Duvall. <laughs> she was in the fairy tale theater version of The Little Mermaid, and she played like the evil sea Ursula? witch. I don't know if it was her name was Ursula in this, per- She's but the you know sea what I mean. Witch. But also included in this episode were Pam Dauber, Treat Williams, Helen Mirren, Brian Dennehy, and fucking Donna McKechnie. I was like, whoa, holy shit, <laughs> that is a stacked ass cast. So that's Who the where hell I remember Donna McKechnie. Donna McKechnie is uh, she's a Broadway star. She was like um original cassie in a chorus line i believe i think that's what she won her tony for she's just she's broadway a broadway queen broadway royalty so that is my trivia for today rest in peace karen black you are a queen love you karen how about i ask you some questions great let's do it johnny were you scared no were you (laughs) no okay What was your best scare? I'm going to give it to Karen Black's performance when she gets pulled out of the water after being attacked and she's like actually freaking out. I mean, it wasn't scary, but I was like, you're clearly scared and I appreciate it. So that's what I'll give it to. What about you? Uh, Just that eaten skeleton underwater that she sees, like that one that's like, I'm pretty sure it's either Harold or Warren or whatever. The first one. Tony. Because he's wearing wearing denim shorts. (laughs) I didn't notice. Okay. (laughs) Uh, who was your favorite character? I'm going to give this to Kate, Karen Black, just because it's Karen Black. But I'm also going to give it to Anne with her questionable eyebrows because yeah. she was kind of very much in charge the whole time. She's the one who waves down the plane. She's the one who gets those two dudes out of the plane before it blows up. She's the one who leads them to the boat where everybody is saved. So she kind of like saves the day in the end. Yeah. So I'll give it to Kate and Anne. What about you? I'm giving it to the outfits. Well deserved. They, they I couldn't take my eyes off of them. Most definitely. Well, what was your best line? It was one of the brothers. I don't know who it was. Let's say it's Tony. When we start to boogie tonight, that plastic Jesus up on the hill is going to have to turn his back. 
What about you? Wow. Mine was uh, <laughs> Kate's line. You did it. You put piranha in the dam. <laughs> Thesis you of our film. Did it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That should be the tagline. Uh, what was your best death? I'll give it to Ollie because it's it was, I guess, like the most graphic one. We did, it took the most time. So sure, I'll give it to Ollie. What about you? Mine too. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. Has I mean, to be that. we were with him the longest. It was lots of drama. He was like, "I'm oh, dying." Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. awful. Did you learn anything from the culture? I don't think so. Did you? No, not at all. No. And finally, how many ooies do you give this movie? I'm gonna give this trashy but highly entertaining movie two and a half ooies. I get that this is junk, but I honestly, like when I picked it, I was like, okay, this is going to be a slog to get through this. But I was, I had a fun ass time with this trashy ass movie and I would absolutely recommend it to anybody who's like, I need something stupid to watch. Watch Killer Fish. What about you? What are you going to give it? (laughs) I feel differently. Uh, (laughs) I'm giving this one ooey and it's... Mostly for the outfits and and the song Great in the outfits. beginning at the at the end. Yeah, that fucking song. That's about it. I get it. It's like campy kind of stuff. Yeah. It takes too long to get to the piranhas. Too long. It is too long. It it's is too way long. too it's long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. I, yeah. You, literally, it should be an hour and 10. This might not. as well not even be a piranha film. Like, it's thrown in there. Literally yeah. thrown into the lake. Yeah. And it's just like... Sure, why not? Piranha. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even really a part of it. No. But hey, if it's if it's on the TV, I mean I wouldn't say change the channel, but Yes, you would. I mean may I would. <laughs> I would change the channel. <laughs> I'm gonna say you yes you would. Oh, oh I my would god. Change the channel. <laughs> um, uh, great. <laughs> Oh, here we are. (laughs) Let's swim out of this piranha-infested dam and uh, head on back to our beach house. Thank you so much to everyone for being with us for a whole year. Holy shit. We're so grateful. One full year. We love you very much, and we thank you for being here. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Tell us happy birthday on on one of them reviews we would like to hear it give us a holler in our redes sociales we're at wikiorror on instagram and twitter shoot us an email at wikiorror at gmail.com thank you to sonoro for being lovely and fantastic and having us in their programming you can follow them at sonoro podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. And, you know, if you come across a piranha in your dam or lake, uh, know that they are omnivorous. They're not going to attack you on purpose. They're probably really scared of you. So Yeah, dude, don't you worry. they're not sharks. They're just fish, which is what <laughs> sharks are. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Well, Johnny, always a pleasure to go to Brazil with you. I hope we can actually do it for real sometime soon. We will. Yes. And um, it'll be great. <laughs> it will. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys na próxima semana. Ciao. Adeus. <laughs> Sonoro. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.